and just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, you. You just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here with Meals, and boy, oh boy, did I just get done revamping my whole Animal Crossing Island today. All uh, right, it is a it's a great day. It's a great day, brother. Uh, lots of stuff. Shout out to John for uh, helping me get this money. This sh- money. John is an MVP, just in general. Just a just a, as a guy in general, from helping me with my games, helping me with your games. He's just an MVP in general. Shout yeah, out to John. He, just a, just a great pal, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I just dig him. He, he's always supported RNC. He supported everything that we've ever done, you know, just from shows to to contests and things like that. And you know, just just you know, at the top of the show, wanna wanna send out my appreciation to him letting me sell my turnips on his <laughs> island today. This is what, <laughs> really, this this must have been big. I don't have Animal Crossing, so this must have been huge. If yeah, we were yeah. dedicating a full, well, the when, first 60 seconds of the show. <laughs> well, when you get, like, here's the thing, Animal Crossing. Well, listen, not, not much happened, okay, this week. <laughs> just be okay. clear. All right. Well, but, sure. I mean, at the beginning of every week of Animal Crossing on Sunday, you buy these turnips for, you know, a price that you hope is not too high. And I think my approach is that, like, if it's at least 200 to 250 bells above what I paid, I'm just going to go ahead and resell them because the price changes every day. So, like, in the Animal Crossing uh, channel on, on the, the Discord that we're on, thank you, Meals, uh, mm-hmm. we we have a channel for that. And, and John said, hey, I'm selling them for this much. And, you know, he left his, his island open. At, at the time when he opened it, I was beating Final Fantasy VII Remake. So after I beat that, I hopped right on to Animal Crossing. And, you know, it's just my ecosystem. My girlfriend hates me. Let's just be clear. Animal Crossing might be better than real life, to be honest with you. Because currently real life, I mean, I am I am disheveled in terms of wow. how I look. I don't have a hair. I don't, I don't want to say that I look too crazy. I think I got the last haircut I got was four weeks ago. So maybe I'm all right for now. Like, but even though, like, I desperately need a haircut. Um but I'm seeing, I'm walking around and seeing people with haircuts, and I'm very angry. I'm super angry. First of all, not obeying social distancing, that's one thing. But also, like, where did you get your haircut, and why can't I get a haircut right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm very Josh, mad about that. Josh Pease said he got a haircut last week. And now Ty, our, our good friend Ty, said he's getting one on Friday. But he's in Georgia, and they're opening up everything there. Well, yes. I mean, Georgia, <laughs> If that's, it might be the first state to go. <laughs> yeah, that's Florida. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Florida, yes. Florida, they're hanging on by a string, but yeah, Georgia talk, might be... We're, we're going to talk a lot about Florida today on the A-Show. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, that is where the basis of operations for all things at this point. But yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I need a hair. I need a haircut. Like, I need one. I don't even need it for, like, to... Obviously, we're not going anywhere, but I need it for, like, my own personal self-esteem. I need to feel better. 
and I don't feel as good as I could feel without a haircut. And if you're a woman listening to this podcast, just know that this is where a lot of our uh, a lot of our strength lies in the fact that we have fresh lineups, fresh tape ups, tapers, fresh like retwist, fresh retwist. I, I even said uh, a week ago that I would trade this Trump check for a retwist and an edge up right now. I need it. All right. So, how do you think? Do you would you would you completely disregard the entire social distancing to get your hair twisted? Would you be like? Would be? Would this be some? What would have to be kind of like? everything that goes on to make sure that you feel safe and going to get your hair retwisted. Well, to be clear, to be clear, my, uh, my hairdresser, she's a great, she's a great woman. She's, she's awesome. She's one of my closest, you know, people out here. Um, she actually can't do it anyway. Cause she's just recovering from breast cancer. So she's oh. completely out anyway. She's literally just recovered a couple months ago. So she's not taking any chances. And I completely understand that, but when you get like a retwist, there is very little. Uh, not that this this isn't a this isn't an option for me. I'm just saying that there's very little interaction with people face to face. You know, it's it's right. literally you're washing my hair. I'm at least three to four feet away. You know, but of course you have to. She has to bend down on a sink. So if there was a mask there, there's gloves already there. She already wears those. If I was mm-hmm. to wear a mask, if I was to wear a glove. I think we'd be straight because she doesn't have to exactly go right into your face. Barb right. like cuts and barbers. That's a little more personal, right? No, it's, it's a little bit more intimate. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't, you can't have one without the other. In my case, like you no. can get the cut in the edge of, I have to get a well, and a cut. So the, the thing about the cut is, and yes, this is the first five minutes of the show. The thing about the cut is it's extremely important extremely important to be the first one <laughs> yeah. after that you it don't even matter who else after you it's extremely important to be the first one of getting cut in this kind of situation because you don't even have to risk as like yo am i gonna catch covid from clippers like is this gonna happen to me like it's extremely important to be the first one i'm not telling people i'm not advocating people who go out there and risk their lives for a haircut but you know if someone is doing this on the side uh, you know, just take all precautions that you need. Make sure all the clippers are clean. Make sure everything is clean. Make sure you're the first person. If you're the fifth person, just forget about it. Don't even yeah, go worry home. about getting there. Yeah, just go home. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it. That's really it. Yeah. I, uh, well, just just to let you guys know, yes, we are dying slowly. Uh, yeah, 100%. It, it, it is terrible. But let's get to the pro wrestling talk for this week. Hey, the battle lines are further drawn, Mills. They are further drawn after last week, after Black Wednesday of last week. We had two episodes of the A Show last week, one of our regular one and one emergency episode to talk about the releases that happened in the WWE uh, after their contingency plan to uh, protect themselves, so to speak, after COVID. There are mm-hmm. so many people upset. Uh, the XFL is done. And XFL now they're being sued. We didn't uh, even talk about that last week, really. But like XFL is like dead, dead. Like yeah, super dead. <laughs> selling it, super, like not coming back. <laughs> like yeah, might have been a might have been a. Would you say which one was the worst run? The first one or this one? <laughs> the first one. The second one looked like it was actually going to happen, right? Like yeah. if it had continued and this stuff hadn't have gone on, 
I think they would have gotten a second and third season at least. I mean, Vince had already bookmarked uh, like five hundred million for more than one year, and mm-hmm. it seemed to be doing successful. So I have to say the first one. This one looked like it was actually gonna gonna pop off this time. Yeah, it looked like it was gonna pop off. Unfortunately, I mean, damn, Mother Nature or the world does not give a shit about the XFL, man, um, mm-hmm. or any other sport except professional wrestling. If we have to say ourselves, but yeah. In terms of everyone who was kind of released last week, I mean, a lot of people are making moves. You know, you talked about it last week. We said it at the end of the emergency episodes, wrestlers are like the biggest hustlers ever. So yeah. a lot of people are making moves. Um, we learned a lot more things. Like some people were furloughed instead of actual release. We learned a little bit, a few more NXT releases, like shout to Cassius Ono, who is now returning to Chris Hero form. Yeah. Um, he he has been released. Um who else did we find? I'm actually shocked that he didn't. I'm shocked that they he wasn't already like a, a coach or something. Like he, I haven't yeah. seen him, you know, other than NXT UK, I haven't seen him for months on anything. Yeah. You know what? They probably like, in terms of the whole Cassius Ono thing, he probably does cost a little bit more because this isn't his first run, nor is he like some ex-football player or any, some person who just didn't get an actual real job. Yeah. Um, and then also... He can make bank on the indies. I think he's someone who, you know, once things start popping off and rolling again, he will be fine. Uh, he will be back to, you know, wherever the wherever he's going to be. He has plenty of friends on the independent scene. I'm sure that he's going to begin. Um, actually, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I would like him to begin, um, you know, the transition process. Maybe he goes from more of the front scene guy to the back scene guy, like something along those lines. But you know what? I mean, <laughs> Cassius Ono, Chris Hero, um, had a good run. I think he made Matt Riddle look like a million bucks. Absolutely. Um, definitely, definitely uh, instrumental in making Matt Riddle a big deal. Uh, and and yeah. a lot of people in NXT a big deal when they first come in. Um, mm-hmm. he, was, he was kind of the, the measuring stick for the, for the new acts. And, you know, that's something that NXT has, has lost a lot of. They're being the measuring stick acts, so to speak, that, that kind of shepherd these new people in i think more so on the men's side than the women's side they kind of jump in and get in where they fit in in fact i actually really like the the nxt women's scene right now i think it's actually really fun and exciting but um one thing about nxt with the releases uh, a lot of the people released were people from uh like you know other countries uh from from their china expansion and, and india and stuff like that and i have to say like i i really do feel for those those people because they can't even get home right now and and i think that that right. that's something that is definitely like you're starting to see the, the the levity and the gravity of, of just how how crappy everything was last week, and um, but like on the other end of it, what was interesting to me was that they they pretty much didn't release any of their TV talent or or their loop talent. Yeah, no, they uh, I didn't even know Dan Matha was released. Poor guy, <laughs> my man got exactly six seconds of time on television. He got hoed by some more Joe easily i've never met i've never seen an experience where someone's major grand debut was getting squashed and never seen again um so i mean i'm sure he will find something in the future i'm trying to see if anyone else was released that we possibly know of um i think everyone's fine i mean if you're looking for the post stuff um we got a interview from um kurt hawkins wife who was like yeah. yo he's gonna be fine uh yeah. <laughs> like um <laughs> you know zach Ryder still playing with toys in his living room uh who else do we got um whoa, whoa you're burying um, lead you're, you're, you're skipping over something brother wait 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 <laughs> what am i skipping over 
Run this you, back. You're skipping over. You're skipping over something uh, real big here between one Matt Carmona and the Miz mm, mm. on Instagram. Uh, all right. We're not talking about that. I, I got to hear what you got to say about this. Well, all right. So here's the thing. In the moment, I'm going to be super angry. It's very hard for me to hold grudges. I'm not someone who hold grudge if you're trying to use this as a potential weakness in the future. I don't hold grudges. However, let me tell, let me tell you something about Matt Cardona, oh. uh, Long Island <laughs> Long Island Z. First of all, the shirt is terrible. So I don't even know what he said. <laughs> I don't know what he's complaining about. The shirt is terrible. It's just words on it. It's, we complained all about shirts on WWE.com. And trust me, the Miz has had bad shirts. The Miz had a shirt with a tiny chicken and a magnet as chick magnet. And that was his shirt. And that was his shirt from like 2007 to like 2009. Yep. So like he, he's had terrible shirts. Sakurai put out a shirt like, um, I think it said still here or something. It, it don't even matter what it said at this point. The Miz just said like, oh, and you made fun of my shirts. And, you know, Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona says something along the lines of like, yes, you know, I knew I was getting released before this and I put in this and this is how, you know, independent wrestlers make money and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, Miz ain't even asked all that. <laughs> like, I thought y'all were friends. Hold on, Miz ain't even asked all that. It's not like, you know. Of course, I if you're if I'm a betting man, yes, the Miz is never working in independence scene ever in life. I mean, no, you're he, never letting him he, go. Yeah, no, he's just built that way. He's just even if he is let go from WWE, he's going to do television or movies. That's just the way it is. He is connected. He lives in Los Angeles for a reason. He does all these things. He's connected. He is whatever. He's not gonna be slumming it in front of youtube with cartoon toys what, for whatever what reason. is it what is it about miz that gets people like so pissed off like i i didn't even see that the comment even the people in the comments were like that was a little bit too far like even the people because people because people really don't feel like the miz has cut his teeth long enough and and it's weird because he has been in wwe for quite some time and he has had incredible runs i can Was think Zach of his Ryder movie like <laughs> Zach Ryder, he he helped put over Zack Ryder at yeah. wrestlemania he made Zack. i mean yes it was 24 hours but listen you got a wrestlemania moment because of the miz like slow your roll yeah. like relax like you you're good you're good he's gonna be good um i'm pretty sure he's talking to AEW or any of those other things um, or at least like there's interest. I don't say talking as if there's some deal being proposed because that's exactly what's not going to happen right now. But I'm sure in the future, once things kind of like float over, you know, he's going to be back. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Um, Maria yeah. and Mike now have a podcast. Yeah, I didn't listen mm-hmm. to that. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm good. I'm good on both of them. I mean, I, I hope uh, everything goes well for them and, and everyone else. But I'm good on on any type of expose podcast shit. Like I, I think everyone. I I'm hoping this year is the year where that type of shit just becomes so blase. Like we know, we know already. We know it's shit. It takes. It just takes one person to really kind of call it out. Because it kind yeah. of looks, uh, it, it, it's kind of corny, but no one's actually admitting it because wrestlers need money and publicity and things like that. And they know how to, and they know that the people who listen, like, you know, everyone who kind of reacts on the internet are going to have reactions about this. And people are going who's to want to, to defend, hear. Who's about to defend uh, Mike Kanellis on, on, the, on the internet? Like, 
I, I think I think we're gonna get the 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 revival stuff that's gonna come soon. Which like whatever, like I I was over the the whole airing out the grievances shit after Ambrose after uh, Moxley. That was that was it, right? Like that was like okay, you know right. we, we've heard it from every angle from Punk, from Austin, from under to every we've heard every angle of it. It's a shitty business. It's a business that nobody is about to be you know pursuing professionally. The shoot interview era, we still in that. Do you uh, do you feel? How did you feel about AJ Styles' reaction to the OC's release? It was sad. He, he felt like he couldn't take care of his own brothers and couldn't manage to keep them a jo- keep him with a job and things like that. It was sad, but what 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 more could he really do? Like I know he I know he put them in a the position to get the bag, and I think that they will probably, you know, respect that a whole lot forever. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they, they said they were making upwards of seven hundred thousand a year. And, like, talent-wise, you know, me and you probably look at that like, huh? But, like, AJ, that just shows his pull. I, I think that it was it was very sad. But, it, you know, on the other end, he was saying, you know, this is something that, that had to happen. It just sucks that he didn't have the time to try and reverse the situation. But, you know, everyone is going to look at that the same way they looked at Seth Rollins, you know, just going online and saying, hey, we should all just come together and we should just, you know, we should be looking at it from a different angle. And they call him a bootlicker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, Everyone, everyone has a different, like, but it, but it's like, you know, it's weird. It's like, but people hold up Sami Zayn to be like the wokest motherfucker on earth, but he's still employed there. Yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah. Like, and, and Daniel Bryan, and he's still working. I mean. It's weird, right? Yeah, you're, you're, you're not wrong about that. Um <laughs> You're not wrong about that at all. I'm trying to see if there's any other names released, but I mean, I mean, that's kind of the I don't want to say the release report, but hey, uh, but it's a you know it's a it's a crappy business. Um, there was some news. There was some actual positive news that people want to hear about hirings, um, potential hirings. Um, one release, Sarah Logan was uh, rumored to be returning despite being released earlier in the week. Um, Ryan Satin actually confirmed that the person that was potentially might be brought back real sooner than later was indeed Sarah Logan. And he's, you know, he says on Twitter, he says the person was Sarah Logan, not sure if word um, getting out caused him to hold off for tonight, meaning raw, or if they wanted to sell Baszler's injury for another week, as most notes though, she was mentioned on raw this evening more than she's ever been mentioned on one night. Um, yep. Yep. I noticed it too. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't read this before watching Raw, so I was just like, they're mentioning Sarah Logan a lot for someone who's really like they don't even they can't even mention Roman right now, but they mentioned Sarah Logan like eight times, like, ugh. Um, yeah, but <laughs> they, they, there's some money down the line with that Riot Squad thing, and I do think that I read that they all have like ninety day compete clauses or something like that, or they're they're still right. getting paid for ninety days. So like her, because like Drake Maverick was just announced to be on the bump tomorrow, so he's gonna be on the bump right. tomorrow. So I think I, a lot of them are still working. You know what? You know what's crazy? Um, I think for Sarah Logan, this kind of gives her career a jolt. Um, in terms of a in terms of a sympathetic ride, and maybe people can kind of sympathize, and it's similar to the same thing as maybe Daniel Bryan when Daniel Bryan was released as part of the Nexus. Um, I don't want to say to that magnitude because Daniel Bryan is an independent darling and Sarah Logan, you know, it's just someone continuing to still build her name, but at least it gives people a sense of like, yes, finally some, I mean, she deserved, we both talked about it last week in that 
she's someone who's improving and seemed like she was improving from week to week. And it's a shame that she was released. But if she's managed to be brought back sooner than later, I mean, there's an angle waiting for her, judging by everything on Monday Night Raw. And, you know, we could be seeing Sarah Logan much sooner than later. So, you know what? If she's back, great for her. Her husband's still in WWE. I thought it was weird that she was fired and he was like, oh, but then again, Lana's still there and Rusev isn't. So who knows? But, you know, I'll, I'll just say, you know, shout out to Sarah Logan. If she is going to be back, we'll see her very soon. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, like she she was making attempts to change and, and be better. So I hope she does get a second chance. Uh, and in fact, I hope everyone gets a second chance somewhere, where, wherever they go. Did you see the, the revival, their new name, the revolt, Free the Revolt? Yeah, I saw the Fear the Revolt thing. Um, yeah. They seem like they've had this in the, I mean, We've seen trademarks. We've seen you know this stuff. They've been cooking this for a while. They've known that they are not coming back. This looks some like time. some. This looks like some TNA ass shit to me. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if they ended up in Impact, but I would highly doubt it. Um, but you know, I'm not. I'm glad that they're doing their thing, and I can I can only hope after pretty much years of feeling like not getting their just due that now that they fully have their own career in their hands that they can experience the success that they actually want because now it's kind of on their terms as opposed to wwe's terms it's one thing when wwe makes you a star and if they make you a star you're kind of a star forever um we're starting yeah i mean yes i mean eh, to an extent they're like star jays they won, <laughs> won tag team championships on every show that they were on yeah, but they're like Star Jays. Like what those tag team titles were like there wasn't an I besides the NXT run, I don't think there was a kind of momentous run. So I can't I'm not even gonna give them that the fact that they were like burgeoning stars. They were never they were like outside of the orbit of the Uso New Day type of deal. They'll never be them. Opinion. Let's be let's be clear, they'll never be them. I mean, if you had given them six more years, maybe, but probably not, right? Ever. Um but you know, and then they drop these leaked things of these of someone drew them dressed up as clowns or pirates or whatever the fuck that was. Um <laughs> of like here, WWE try to make them look like fools. Here's the gimmick that they were supposed to have. Like, <laughs> yeah, lipstick on them. <laughs> yeah, they're dressed up as like jokers and like <laughs> knights or whatever the hell it is. And I'm just like, okay, guys, like we're not you know, we're not I, I forgot El Matadoring them. Like, relax. But they're gone. Um, fear yeah. the revolt. We shall see where all of this comes in the future. I'm sure it won't happen right now, but it'll come in the future. Now, um, did you catch Dark Side of the Ring last week? This has become like our new segment, is Dark Side of the Ring. Yes. Like, yeah, um, I, I, I caught it last week. I love live tweeting it. Um, I love the chaos surrounding this. Um, yeah, I mean. Bad week well, for what Vince. Did you, yeah, for what, did you think, what did you think about it? What did you think about it? Uh, I think it, it, I I did read that big expose slash article that people have been passing around. I did read that a couple of years ago. So a lot of this wasn't really new information, just having talking heads behind it in a lot of, in a lot of times. Um, I thought it was, again, it's a tragic story. Absolutely terrible. Um, I think it's wild that, you know, no one has taken any type of stance, whether it be within that company, out of the company, anywhere he's ever worked, like, Snooker was a wild boy, and I'm not yeah. even saying his gimmick. Like he was a wild dude, and 
Um, you know, I, I just hope that like they're able to find like, you know, the, the you know you know, the victim's family is able to find peace and you know, they obviously couldn't get it because of his passing and, and everything, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the entire just watching the details of it. I hadn't known the details as close as possible. Um, I think just in general, you know, it's a, I'm trying to figure out, like, is this, people are going to say it's Roy Wage, obviously. Uh, I think, God, man, I don't even know. I, I can't even say. Jimmy Snuggett to me, this was wild. I was never a huge fan, but he was also, like, way before me. Way um, <laughs> he is way too strong to be doing any of the shit that he did, was doing. This man and showing up to a funeral and flip flops with the toes out. Nah, you're bugging, sir. Um, Jimmy Snooker, all the details surrounding it of him lying, kind of, or we can say it was alleged lie. We'll never know the actual truth, but we're pretty sure it's a lie. Um, of her, like, oh, she fell and hit her head on sidewalk. Um, <laughs> don't quote me on that. <laughs> don't quote my caveman. Um, but yeah, like, I just hope once again, I hope the family gets as much, you know, solace and, and, and kind of as much closure as you can possibly get from this situation. And at least people knowing um, the whole thing of Vince McMahon kind of like paying off, like kind of like it's, it's, it's inferred that he like paid off the police to like, kind of like keep this under wrap so he can keep his own main star and how kind of wrestlers were like, like Don Morocco sense like, yo, our angle was hot. I wasn't even trying to be like, you know, I wasn't even trying to have to deal with this right now. And so many different things. I mean, this could have, there's so many different things at one period of time or another that probably could have collapsed professional wrestling. I think this was a major bullet that Vince McMahon dodged. In yeah. Hell yeah. Because I mean, you, you look at stuff like OJ and how that yeah. really just shut stuff down. And this is to me on a level that's, that's similar, if not above. I mean, obviously Snooker is not OJ Simpson, but it's still a, a huge industry. I mean, he could have been. It didn't really get that far, right? Like, he yeah, could have. I mean, he, he could have been. Like, who's to say that he wouldn't have trying to be... This man was fighting police officers. He's fighting police dogs. So, so <laughs> who's... <laughs> like, who's to say that he couldn't have become O.J. Simpson or anything like that? But it's a... I'm glad that they... I mean, at least someone, and this is kind of like the strengths of journalism, someone decided to go back, rediscover this case, see that a lot of things didn't add up, kind of wanted to follow it. By that time, it was kind of the end of Snooker's life. Pretty much like, yeah, yeah. life. It's- he wasn't, he was waiting three days after, I think it was like a couple days after um, the verdict, he passed away or yep. something along those lines. Yeah. Um, so it was sad. I don't, first of all, and something I just want to add, I don't support people harassing Tamina Snuka about this. I don't think she deserves this. I don't think, uh, she's done anything particularly wrong. I think she's just, I'm sure she's just as, uh, distraught about this entire situation and conflicted and stuff. I personally don't want to hear her thoughts because I don't want it to sort of. And that's her dad. Like, yeah, let so her that's feel. A, let her feel about her dad what she wants to feel about her dad. Right, because she's it. gonna have an experience. Yeah, she's gonna one hundred percent have an experience. Like the thing, even with the. I mean, we talked about a few weeks ago the whole Chris Benoit thing and his son Daniel. But I'm, I'm, he has all the great memories in the world with his dad. 
I'm gonna let him feel how he's feel, although his dad was fucking terrible shit and same with snooker but it's like i don't support people going out their way and harassing these people on a daily basis for pretty much the sins of their own fathers um it's a you know it's a shitty situation as a child i just have to kind of i i can only imagine the shitty situation um that she's probably in and it's kind of weird the timing considering she's got a women's title shot and all this other stuff like that you know, coincidental. Yeah, you know. Um, did yeah, you, I, that's all I gotta say. Did you peep the filming schedule for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT? They're they're gonna have more t- pre-taped shows. I did. It's a great. You know, a lot of people, and we've talked about it over the last couple of weeks. A lot of people talking about um, how it's unsafe and WWE's forcing people to do all these things and ABCD. And you, as more time comes out, you're seeing WWE. It's continuing to, you know, beef up the security measures, making sure everyone's safe as they walk in the building, social distancing. There's even an interview at the Big Show with Fox News saying kind of like WWE's making these talents feel actually safe while they're doing all these things. So, you know, I think it's a I think it's a situation that, you know, it, it, it's good. It's good. I think honestly and I'll say this honestly, if your favorite sport could do this, they would have. Nope. I think you said it, and I think you said it on Twitter also. Like, if the NBA really wants to come back, they should try and use this model. And, yeah. um, again, your your mileage may vary. Your opinion may change depending on what side of the fence you're on. I, I, I hate that we even have to use this disclaimer because of just how incendiary this conversation has gotten amongst wrestling Twitter, so to speak. But, like, yes. And when you look at it, okay, this week everything is 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 live for this week, uh, as as scheduled. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But on on Saturday they're going to film two episodes of SmackDown for May first and May eighth. Then Monday two episodes of Raw will be taped, one for the night, and then the for the May fourth, April 29th, two episodes of NXT will be taped. That's one for the night and one for for May sixth. So they're mm-hmm. giving talent two weeks of a of a of a uh, of a of a rotator. And, and plus, right. Money in the Bank is that ne- literally that next week. So they're going to shoot the go home for Money in the Bank next week, essentially. So, uh, I, again, I think it's a great idea. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that this is the safer option. I'm wondering what the, the, the communication breakdown was between Vince and the, uh, the network where they were telling him live last week. And now they're saying, OK, it's cool for you to do two weeks on, two weeks off. But uh, who knows? This looks good. They, they have it planned all the way to July 1st. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's no major events in any city no major gatherings at least i mean in new york city they just banned it for june they were just like yo no major events for june wwe had a major house show in you know for an msg planned for june that's obviously not going to go on so we don't know how long this is going to actually take but this is the schedule moving forward and i'm sure they had to come to some sort of agreement with usa network and fox about it because of the live airings and not live airings and they're contracted to do certain amount of live airings and certain amount of taped airings but this is kind of the world that we live in um it just you know it is what it is i'm in i'm in support of it i mean i I have no choice to be in support, (laughs) support of it right now um I want to know, have you, you know, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go with this. Do I want to go with the funny stuff? I mean, they're both pretty funny. Um, the stuff that's relevant or stuff that's, you know what? Let's talk about this. Uh, 
let's talk about outside of WWE kind of news and then we'll circle back and then we'll head back to the shows this week. Um, have you heard that The Rock and Issa Rae are joining forces for an HBO scripted series about backyard wrestling? Yes. Have you heard this? Yes. Uh, I've, had, I've had many I'm conversations. Figure, I'm, trying to, uh, I'm trying to imagine the conversation between The Rock and Issa Rae. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, like totally, like, you know. I think this this comes, <laughs> this comes from um I think this comes from Issa's production company looking for any type of content right now, mm-hmm. uh and and The Rock and his his seven his, bucks, they they're yeah. crushing it right now they're really crushing yeah, Danny it. Danny Garcia and, and you know they just killing it. So um but you also look they're the two kind of uh head honchos at HBO right now uh you know besides. You know, a lot of the other showrunners, they, the HBO family, they've lost the, the guys who did Game of Thrones. So they're kind of on their own and they're, they're looking for new, more creative talents to shepherd their shows into the, into the next couple of years. So it makes sense why they would do, they would get Issa on, on board with it. Because I think there's an element there where there could be a lot of African-American representation on the show. But it also well, makes it also makes sense that The Rock is on it because he's the, he's the name they wanted to keep ever since Ballers ended last year. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm, in terms of what the show is about, it says Cassius, Cassius Jones, a young dock worker and struggling pro wrestler who uses inherited life insurance money for a startup cash to the wow, use life insurance money. Damn. Um, for startup cash and the deed to a shotgun house from his grandfather to start a hip hop centric backyard wrestling empire in Houston, Houston's third ward, the Trey, with the help of his working class family, neighbors and friends. So, I don't know. I'm picturing like Atlanta, but with wrestling. Like, <laughs> like hard to say. It's really hard to say. Even the even the time period is hard to say. I, I do think that it's uncharted territory for HBO to even go that way. As, as yeah. far as like even the Atlanta uh, wrestling comparison. and hip hop, and it's like trying to bring them together, and then also like Issa Rae and The Rock, and like I, well, let's be clear, the, the names don't matter. Let's be clear, because because <laughs> okay. in the end, all right, I know it's yes. serious. Because in the in in the end, it goes down to the show the showrunners. They're not the showrunners. They're just they're just producing and 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 funding and financing the show. So whoever is going to be running the show, that's that's what it's going to look like. So it, it it's okay. essentially yeah that that because there there's a movie um what's the movie called? It's called Mixed or something. It's it's about this uh this this dude who wants to become a a wine a wine taster or whatever I forgot his name. It's on Netflix. But Drew Brees and a lot of other NFL dudes, they produced it. But it has nothing to do with football. It's about, like, wine tasting. Mm. What's it called? Mm. Hold on. Hold on. Wine, wine tasting. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's a really good movie, too. You should check it out. It's called Uncorked. Okay. It's called Uncorked. It's on Netflix. Uncorked. All right. It's about a dude That's who wants to become a, a, a professional wine taster. But, again, those names are just the people that they're just putting it together. But it's, a, it's the blackest. It's, like, in Memphis. And it's, like, the blackest movie ever. But, like, Drew Brees is, is one of the guys behind it. So... I think it depends on what talent they get. I'm very interested in it, but I'm also very interested in Stars' show uh, Heels, which is coming soon as well, and how Ooh. those two shows will exist. Okay, little little uh, little power versus empire type of uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> magic. It's the, we got the whole Saturday Night Wars Showtime. I mean, I'm trying to not pay for much of anything lately. <laughs> you know, um, we will see. We'll see how things go. And we'll see how all this goes. This is a very interesting sort of aspect. Uh, you know, I love more 
wrestling content. We just talked about Dark Side of the Ring, which is outside of WWE. We talk about, you know, now we're talking about the show, which is going to be called, hold on. It's a, I think it's Trey Count, but like there's no O in U, so it kind of looks like cunt. It's kind of weird. Um, but Trey Count um, is the name of the title tentatively, and we got a whole bunch of <clears throat> wrestling content kind of coming, so that's pretty special. I wonder if Chavo um, will. I wonder if Chavo will do. Uh, will will do consultation for both shows. That'll be interesting. I think they need someone like that. Definitely, uh, someone who can be closer to it because there's no way the Rock is. <laughs> there's no. no way the Rock is going to be on. I mean, he can provide some sort of aspect to it, but there's no way that I think he's going to be there to very. Uh, but I do think. He, don't you think there's an element that he might actually go to the PC and grab some people there to do this show? Because oh, I don't yeah, think that his, I don't think his visit, remember that, that really cool video they did. Yeah, I think that might, think... I think that might have something to do with what he was planning on doing. What? Oh my God. Do you think, uh, what's her face? Um, Simone. God. Yes. Yeah, Simone. Simone could possibly, you know, be could be as well. Austria. I mean, you never know. You never know. I'm trying could to think of who else could possibly be in this entire thing. Could be Indy Hartwell. Uh, could be Sasha could show up. Like, like people could actually realistically show up because the relationship with Rock and WWE and, and even AEW is so tight. You could be seeing a lot of these people together in the show because there's nothing stopping these people from acting together. They just can't, like, do mm-hmm. actual matches together. So, Listen, Chelsea Green wants her close-up. She wants her close-up. She wants to be in this... She's like, no, I can be from Houston, totally, absolutely. She won. She won a lot of things. Let's continue. <laughs> um, let us. You know what we can do? We can talk about because the next news point is related to the shows, so yes. we can kind of like segue into talking about the shows this week. But WWE kind of made a major announcement in regards to the Money in the Bank match this week, which I thought was hilarious. Yes. Um, uh, it, it was reported by a lot of places late last week. They had been actually recording matches, ladder matches, at the WWE headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. There were, there were I don't know how these people got these pictures from above on, on the roof of the set, but we saw that on Thursday, and not too long after that on Friday night, SmackDown, uh, it was announced that Money in the Bank would take place with all of the, the participants climbing the corporate ladder at WWE Stanford Connecticut offices uh, when that show airs on pay-per-view. So again, WWE trying to do different things to make sure people tune into these pay-per-views and make them an experience. This being them actually having another pre And this will be interesting too. It's going to be a pre-recorded, uh, pre-booked, pre-taped Money in the Bank, which I don't think we've seen ever. Uh, no. But it will have the participants starting from the bottom floor of WWE Tower all the way to the top <laughs> to get the briefcase. This is going to be crazy. This is going to be so funny, and it's going to be so interesting. I heard that they're um, moving from the Titan Towers in general. I heard that they're going to yes. get in the building anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's, that a nice, it's a nice write-off. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, might as well, you know, fuck it up before you leave. But just to – I haven't seen – I mean, have you been in Titan Towers? I certainly have never been in Titan Towers. So, uh, I, as much as people would love to say uh, something to the contrary, <laughs> no, I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he wants to be there so much. Um, but to have to work their way from the ground floor and kind of all the shenanigans to reach the top, this is kind of like this involves like this melds the world of like the challenge and like the wrestling. Oh <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. Now I see why you're into it. 
this is so funny just in terms of like will someone try to take the elevator and try to do a shortcut and try to think will they be trying to take the stairs will you know whose office will they run into will vince mcmahon be there will anybody who is non-essential or essential be there like you know so many different things they could go so many different routes these once again like we said the pre-tape situations make this for a very 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 interesting match so you know i'm here for it that's all i can say yeah, I, I'm definitely here for it. I, it's it's it was something where I like uh, I can't just be in an empty arena, right? But now you see, okay, they're trying to make this something, and uh, I I really dig. I, I dig it. I can't wait to see it, and I really hope that we get uh you know some really cool matchups out of this. We had a lot of the slots being filled up for this uh, this week on SmackDown. What do you think about the show overall? I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I thought I had a pretty good time watching it. Dana uh, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> ah, come on! Ah, you know everyone gets their turn. First yeah. of all, Dana Brooke has a turn. She is trying to contend for the tag team titles. She's trying to do too much. You know what? That's what I'm thinking about Dana Brooke right now. Like, you know, slow your roll. You know, walk before you run, girl. You try to have tag team title matches. You out here in Money in the Bank matches. You out here trying to do your things. You know what? If this is Dana Brooke trying to do her best, by all means. But you know. To have Dana Brooke in the match means there's a possibility that she could win this, which is something which is something that you could do, right? Like in a situation <laughs> is like you could have Dana Brooke win and not do anything with her for a certain amount of time, and then suddenly she's the most important person on the roster. So Well the story is I mean, <laughs> I guess it's a thing. I mean, I've never we've never seen the story of someone trying to do both. And there's a possibility that she could try and get the tag titles and try and get the briefcase on the same night. So, again, I think there's something sound there, whereas if they wanted an out and to have someone like, say, a Sasha join the match because Dana couldn't, there's something you could do there. And and I think, you know, I want to see it play out first. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the direction or, or who she'd be to do it, but I'm not going to shit on it before I see what, what they what they. This is with. true. It is just, you know what? It is just Dana Brooke. It's just something I can't escape via Dana Brooke. Um, but also you... in the money in bank. I, I, sorry, I don't want to, I mean, cut you off, but there's another, I don't, I want to stand the whole money in the bank thing um, because uh, it, 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 it concludes to this Friday on SmackDown in terms of what we'll see. But there was a very interesting announcement made by Michael Cole as he's trying to promo Triple H's 25th anniversary. That mm-hmm. seemed to have no. I was like, wait, why would he say this? <laughs> no bearing on anything, right? Yeah, I was like, wait, why would he say this? Is there no bearing on the match at all? It's like, yo, Triple H has been around twenty five years and has never competed in a Money in the Bank match, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, here, here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. They put a post up a day ago of Triple H where it says two time Royal Rumble match winner, fourteen time World Champion. Hall of Fame inductee, King of the Ring, Grand Slam champion on their Instagram account to, to further this theory that I know you have and I have as well, that what happens on Friday at, at the, uh, you know, at, at the Triple H anniversary <laughs> is that he's going to be saying that he is going to enter the Money in the Bank uh, match, which is what I think you're getting at, right? Yes, because it kind of makes sense, the whole corporate ladder type of thing, yep. that he's there. And all this other stuff like that. And I'm just like, huh. The possibilities. Triple H contending with his kids, first of all. Shout out to him. Um, and just the whole corporate ladder thing. 
I mean, it makes for a very interesting SmackDown this week. Is all that I can say. Ooh, Lord, yeah. I, 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 I'm for it. I'm here for it. Do something. Do something. Yeah, <laughs> do yeah. something to make You're... people watch. Yeah, it's it's more. It's one of those like I wouldn't do anything. I don't want you guys to do anything I wouldn't do myself. So Triple H, get out there. You're wrestling now. He's like, what? <laughs> uh, it'll um, definitely, it'll definitely be interesting to me. Um, to if, if that is what ends up happening on Friday on SmackDown, but uh, that could because if you look at the men's side of it, a lot of the men are taken up in other programs, and you can't just put Sh- uh, Nakamura, Sammy, and Brian and Gulak all in the same thing. Now Gulak does have a Money in the Bank qualifier match next week. Uh, but this week, Brian actually uh, qualified against Cesaro in a really great match on SmackDown. It was fantastic. I mean, just I'm getting more used to these no crowd shows. So yep. like it's, me I, having when when they get the crowd back, I'm gonna be like, what the hell? <laughs> like, please go back. I'm gonna be no, please. I'm gonna be super happy. But it's kind of normalizing for me now, and just not having the crowd, and kind of like after a couple of weeks. I mean, WrestleMania was weird as shit, and still won't be not weird. But you know, as we continue to get through these weekly shows, it's kind of, I'm kind of like normalizing to it, and it's kind of fine. And we're and the fact that things are actually happening, and it's not like, well, let's play this WrestleMania match from twenty yeah. <laughs> from two years ago. But think, you know, things I, are. And I think commentary, I think commentary, especially on SmackDown, is doing a really great job of covering up those silent spots. And I think Corey, well, Corey and uh, Michael do a lot better than the team on Raw, which I think that they're like, Lawler completely ruins that show to me. But like, I yeah. think that what they do is they they do little little fun stuff, like character stuff between Michael yeah. and Corey. Uh, outside the ring and inside the ring that really makes it so I don't know. Seamus came up and pressed Michael Cole. Crazy. <laughs> as of as of as of Michael Cole is the one playing all these Jeff Hardy, <laughs> all these Jeff Hardy return clips. Like goddamn. Like, but yeah, no, you're right. You're 100 right. They do a lot of you know interesting kind of new fresh things. And yes, Jerry Lawler 100 drags Raw down. Um. What else you got from Friday Night SmackDown? What else did you like? I mean, there's a lot that happened. Yeah, there actually is a lot that happened. We got a. I think we're actually burying this a lot more than we needed to. Uh, how did you feel about the Sonya Deville Mandy Rose segment from SmackDown that everyone's talking about? Of course, we got a face to face conversation uh, with with those two. With Sonya really saying how she felt and and saying that she felt as though uh, Mandy was nothing more than a centerfold bitch. Two things. One, they've come a long way from that segment. And I think you remember the segment where they said they were yep. going for the tag titles. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, but what about the tag titles next week? And then they never got a shot after that. <laughs> so they've come a long way since that. And then second, I'm in support of it. I thought it was amazing. Um, I hope there's usually, I don't know if it's the WWE's fault of their own or they're even conditioned to this. Tag team breakups tend to go a certain way. Yeah. Um, especially with Sonya and Mandy and stuff like that. Everyone's like, oh, we want to support Mandy and do the thing. But then Sonya becomes like the redheaded stepchild and never really ascends to anything of any status. But she's really, I mean, she's really been killing it. Um, they've managed to prolong this feud, this feud, this entire program that's been going on since January. So, or even l- earlier than that, maybe. Longer than that, yeah. Remember. Longer than that. Oh, yeah. Christmas ham. Christmas ham, yep. of course. So it's been going on since last year. 
So the fact that they've managed to prolong this as much as they can, and we're probably going to get a mixed tag for Money in the Bank to me is incredible. Like this, this, this segment was just top notch. It just was. Yeah, it, it really was. And, and I, I mean, you've probably seen it already, but I, I stress that anyone who hasn't caught it yet, go check out this segment between them. Uh, I, I think Otis, once again, coming out to me, portraying the character work that's needed that I think that they just weren't getting to in NXT. Um, and I think that there's certain acts that they're not able to really show what they're all about because they're in such a work rate, gotta be serious athletic guy territory mm-hmm. NXT. Whereas like on, on these types of shows, this is where it matters, right? And yeah, and NXT doesn't really prepare you for that. And I, and I think that's why Otis is um is, is is really thriving more than a lot of people. Like you look at an Apollo Crews or Ricochet, it's like they didn't get that. And yeah. this is why Otis is resonating and they're not. Yeah, you know. It's it's interesting to see how, where this goes. I'm interested in how they kind of move forward with Sonya and Mandy from here and how they move over with Otis and all this other things like that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. It's been going great so far. I can't wait to see what happens next week. Oh, my God. There's so much more that happened on the show. Uh, we, got the confirmation, we got the confirmation of Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend, for Money in the Bank. Ooh, didn't even notice that. Not yeah. The Fiend. Hmm. Not The Fiend, not yet. So. Whack. How well? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know how that's, <laughs> that's gonna like, end. Um, Tamina beats the brakes off Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. uh, and that is a thing that's going to lead to Tamina versus Bailey at Money in the Bank. One would have to think. Yeah, I, um, I Bailey, listen, man. Bailey gonna do the work. She female, gonna do the work. Female wrestler of the year, bro. Because there's she no pulls, one that there's no. How one many stars would she have to pull out of Tamina for you to be like she might be the goat? One. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we are awful. Oh my god. One, one and a half. <laughs> if I can get above a dud, I'm just like. God, I'm just imagining your ratings as just like half a star. Like <laughs> Bro, like hey, half hey. a star. Like she missed the belly to Bailey or something there, along those lines. There is no one on this roster that has to deal with as many bumps on the law. Because I mean, say what you want to say about Shanna Baszler. She is at least competent in there. Bailey yeah. has to has had to have matches with people that are greener than grass shit. Bailey is wrestling the blind or practically you know is wrestling like the wrestling blind and I don't that's no offense to blind people who may be listening to the show but it's a she has to work 10 times multiple harder. times <laughs> oh then Becky who doesn't work at all yes <laughs> <laughs> like like and let's be clear like you want her to lose it but like she's going to lose it to, to Sasha but then Sasha gonna have to face these same people. It's like they're gonna be going against each other for a while. So we better yeah. get, get used to that because that's yeah, all they have be here on that for a show. minute. One hundred percent. Shout out to Bailey though. I mean, almost a year, nearly a year, uh, holding that title. Her best run to me uh, of, of all of her runs right now. I, I think the heel turn. She's finally come into it. She's finally become what she's supposed to become. And I think a strong heel turn makes it even better for when she, you know, eventually turns back and she, and she returns back to the, to the hugger. I hope never, but one yeah. day. Yeah. No, it's, it's great for just at least character development as a person. So yeah. I think it's going to be great for her just in general. Um, I have thing. to say, yeah, I have to, it's just let me, okay. you know, the Miz, okay, oh God. The, Miz, oh, yeah. the Miz did, I think 
in the, in these trying times, and I think these times that no one kind of truly expected this kind of crisis, and, and bringing kind of entertainment and kind of this pulse to the tag team division. Um, you know, I, unfortunately, there are just periods and times like, listen, we, we got to make these guys look good. You have to continue kind of your own career and everybody else's career. And, you know, some people need a rub. Some people don't need a rub. But, you know, this week we saw the end of uh, the Miz's <laughs> tag team title run. Um, let's, be cl- let's be clear. What exactly did that do for them? <laughs> A great big E promo. <laughs> yeah, like what what I mean, not even not even getting it back. Oh, you're not even talking about New Day or are you talking about Miz and Morrison? I'm talking about Miz and Morrison. What did that rain do for them? I, I just Oh, it, I mean it solidified them. So here's the thing. It solidified them as an actual team. This is someone these are this is a tag team that people have not seen for a decade. And they've mm-hmm. only kind of like you might have missed it because the Miz has had so much overwhelming success since then that it kind of eclipsed whatever the hell that was in like a decade maybe close to a decade and a half ago so it was kind of like reef and then the thing with the miz is like you can always put the title on the miz and miz is going to make sure your championship gets defended and gets airtime and all this stuff like that so i didn't personally mind it i think it they did what they were supposed to do with that tag team title now yeah. I have no idea what's going to go on now. I mean, don't ask me. Yeah, there ain't there ain't nothing. Let's be clear. I mean, <laughs> there is nothing. Forgotten Sons, right over there. I guess. I mean, well, I would I would imagine you get Nakamura and Cesaro in on it now, right? Yeah, I would think so too. Just to I mean, have they that, should have the titles. Yeah, just to have that core of Sammy and those two meaning something. If you're going to have, you know, a, a, a stable on there that without all of your your talent on every show you could have those those three guys at least being the workhorses there so yeah that would be that'd be pretty cool um let's go to raw which i thought was a a show that was strong on matches let's be clear but as far as everything else not too not too strong ones especially storyline i feel like raw is kind of uh kind of had a had a misstep this week guys so to speak yeah, I was half in, half out. I mean, I think Babyface and Teddy Riley was on. I was kind of like half watching that, half not watching Raw. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a, it was a, yeah. I would say you probably hit it right on the nose. Like it would seem kind of be like a misstep in terms of progression. Now, if you're talking about for women, it was a great show for women. Women oh, had four yeah. matches on this card. Mm-hmm. Like they, I've never seen as many. Wait, one, two. Three. It's, I think it's five. Four, five. Yeah, wow. Five. It's five matches. Five women's matches on the show. So I mean, goddamn. You it know showed up. Essential. <laughs> Hashtag essential. It's the essential era, baby. Uh <laughs> let's get right down to brass tacks from the top. We had our money in the bank qualifiers. Uh Alistair Black does uh you know get into the match, of course. I don't think that there was any question. But we also had Apollo Cruz and MVP with Apollo. They're they're slowly rebuilding him into something. Uh, he's made it into the match, and and I thought the MVP did a did a pretty good job. I thought he was the the best showing of MVP in a while uh, yeah, on this yeah. show because he was not good on the main serial match. Not even just not even just a while, <laughs> just not even on the show, just like in a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think Apollo Cruz. All I'm asking is, if you're gonna do some with Apollo Cruz, do some with Apollo Cruz, right? Don't just give him a string of wins, have him be in this match, and then it's like, oh, now we got bigger fish to fry. If you're going to do something with Apollo Crews, do something with Apollo Crews. But then yeah. Apollo Crews also has to show me something as well. Yeah. I, 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 the athleticism's definitely there. I don't think that's ever been a question. 
having him yeah. get meaningful wins and have a character. And I think he's in the same and, and Heyman and the tight in the team, they have their work cut out for, for all of them because you have the three, they have all three athletic black guys on the, on one roster now. So they have Cruz, oh, yeah. Cedric and Ricochet, and they have to do something with all three of these guys. And yeah. I, I think they all suffer from the same issue is that they are personality devoid. And, you know, I think you could give Apollo the biggest wins ever. You could give him wins against Andrade. They did the same thing with, with Ricochet last year. And in, mm-hmm. in the end, if you couldn't talk, it didn't matter because no one was yeah. resonating with him. So yeah, no. I, I absolutely agree with you there. Uh, but I, I want to see what he does in the money in the bank. I wish it was ricochet, but they, I mean, he seems to have something going with the tag titles. Um, I, I think we got a really hot triple threat tag title match in the near future between that team street profits and the Vikings. How did you feel about this Viking Raiders thing that they did one time and never went back to? I'm a dude. And you know, we're dudes, and now we're dudes in cars who are Vikings, man. Like dry I was ass like, turkey it? leg. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, this is what we're doing." To be honest with you, I don't know how long the Viking thing was gonna last. To be honest with you, I mean, the Viking thing is a cool visual, yeah. but I'm pretty sure they're asking themselves, like, "But who's really buying into Vikings in 2020?" And, like, and that's and that's my dilemma with this is that I knew it was goofy. But it gave them some character and it made them look yeah. like not just Viking dudes, but like dudes that are just like they're just bros that are just really Neander- like Neanderthal type. And I was like, I I was like, I didn't get it, but I was like, I kind of fuck with it because they it, it seemed like the most like what they were or what they are as people, honestly. Right. No, you're right. And I think it gives them a chance for people I, to be honest with you. I don't even think people really know their names like that. So yeah. it's a it's a situation where you can kind of add a little bit to the character. And yes, it's goofy. And yes, this was the wildest. I, I was looking on it. I was like, yo, is this, what is this? Am I <laughs> watching the right writing show? Writing for three? Yeah, writing yeah. for three or what the fuck they call it, whatever. They were um, in full paint. They were in full paint, full everything. It reminded me like, yeah. the high, remember the Highlanders? Right. Yeah, true. 100%. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I remember Carlos called these guys the HGH Landers. Um, wow. But... <laughs> it is you know I, it, it's fun i i was taken by surprise of it but i wasn't it wasn't something that i was just like what the fuck are they i don't think they're ruining them no. they're still every bit of the viking raiders that they are they just but i, I but it, like now. what what could ruin this goofy ass gimmick that people have already shed on for a whole year at this point ever since they've been the experience or the, the raiders yeah. or whatever yeah, but they, right. it's they was goofy from day one they were goofy from day one they're vikings they've always been these these feudal warrior era dudes if they want to bring them into the into the you know into the present i would really like if they were more bloodthirsty but they've done that already so like where yeah. else can they go you know so we'll we'll see what happens there um you want to touch on this nia jacks Kyrie saying thing or do you want to just leave that to social media um i i low-key want to leave it for social media okay. because we'll leave it yeah, I think we should leave it alone. It's Ooh. not that if, I'm not afraid to talk about it. It's just like you guys are gonna say everything. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, there's not much we could, um, we could we could touch on that other than I hope that Kyrie... we haven't re- actually touched on before. To be yeah, honest I hope Kyrie's cool and I hope she's okay. Uh, we got confirmation of Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. Um, I have to say, I'm, uh, an inspired pick 
more than anything for for someone's first title program uh, defense. Yeah. I, we haven't seen it before. We've seen this match, but we haven't seen what, like Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. No, I'm saying we haven't seen the the uh, I'm gonna say originality, but the fact that they're gonna actually go with like a work rate, like a, a worker match yeah. instead of like Kane. You know, like whenever you get the title, you usually get like a bullshit right uh, feud right after that. So I'm, I'm glad to see they're taking Drew serious. Have you seen people like already turning on Drew? I don't get it. Um, it's so I said this last week. It's going to be easy to turn on him because he's kind of a. I won't say he's too nice currently in his current form. He's just too nice, and this was kind of the problem that he had in NXT as well. You're this big, domineering, cyborg-looking dude. That's cool enough. I think he should say less. Um, don't get me wrong. So here's my dilemma with it: the the fact that he said more made me fall in love with him, right? Exactly. But but the fact that now he's the champion, and we kind of want this kind of credible, kind of kick-ass thing. And, and don't, don't get me wrong; he's still all of that. But I think he's too. He, he's like. To me, his attitude is clearly someone who has never had major success before. <laughs> it, it it's it's clearly someone who's never been here. It's like when someone, you know, if you give, gosh, how do I want to say this without being problematic? Um, you give a let's say you give an extremely ugly person a compliment and they can't stop thanking you this is what you're getting from drew mcintyre i'm I'm just being clear. <laughs> this is what you're getting from him right now that's what i'm saying it's like to me he's just like he's incredibly grateful he's incredibly playful he's incredibly all these other things but at the end of the day it's kind of like we want him with the chip on his shoulder what we fell in love with was the chip on his shoulder don't lose that because he got the title don't think everything's all hunky-dory and you need to you know you know, wink at the camera and, you know, s- slide around on the stage and all this other stuff like that. Like, don't get too complacent too quick. You just got here. Like, continue. It's like, it's the reason why Becky never kind of fell off. Becky never, she changed in a sense. The hunger wasn't there, but at the at the essence, she's still the same character. She's still, she would have cussed you out whether she, whether you were the challenger or the champion. She didn't really care. Let's be clear. I popped for Drew from the moment Raw came on when he said, "What's up, all you cool ki- cats and kittens?" And I was like, "All right, I, I love, I love Drew. He's he's dope. I really? think he's a dope champion." Yeah, you didn't hear him say that. I did hear him say that, but then I also was like, "They gonna call you pussy." Watch. Oh God. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Rey Mysterio defeats Murphy uh, to to enter into the Money in the Bank. I honestly, I ah man, even though they made Murphy look good. In loss, I never I thought, thought Murphy was going to win. <laughs> I thought Murphy should have won this match, man. But you need, I never you need thought names. he was going to win. You yeah, need names. I never I'm, I'm glad they clarified that Murphy is still in Seth's stable because mm-hmm. I it was it was it was iffy. But I, I'm glad that they they explicitly exquisitely said that he's still there. So okay, there's no question about that. There is continuity there. I think it's just that the fact that Seth is probably going to be on like two weeks and then off two weeks, which is safe. He's one of your biggest guys. You gotta, yeah. you gotta be, you gotta uh, be careful with him. Uh, Andrade Tozawa was really good. Um, I thought Bianca looked spectacular. Hey, man, know, I, let me let me say something about this match a little bit. Santana Garrett been getting her ass kicked since the network debut. <laughs> <laughs> Santana Garrett been eating pins since 2014. Like she hasn't had contracts, but she's been eating these pins. 
you got to figure out your life. <laughs> like, baby girl, come on. You got to you gotta figure something out. There's no way you enhancement talent for that long. Like, you just making debuts of people look extra crisp for that long. Um, Bianca Belair looked great. It was great to hear um, the Street Profits kind of shut up Lawler for quite some time. I um, I think I love the the faith that Heyman and, and that team has in those two. I I really yeah. enjoy it, and then and then allowing Bianca to be there uh, and further have their screen time. Like you know, with Bianca there, that only raises their their screen time. Like because yeah, they're going to be with her all the time. So um, again, they're building up Bianca. I think you save her, save Bianca for as long as possible. Yeah, I'm glad you don't have her in the money in the bank. I thought it was a good idea. She gives she gives them kind of a cool factor in a sense. Yeah. Um, Cause she is just one of a kind and you know, she's legit and where the street profits maybe fall a little bit short in the whole like legit category. Um, and not to say that they aren't, you know, strong in what they do, but you know, obviously their personalities and charisma overpower anything in the ring or on, you know, all this other stuff like that. But she adds a little bit of a cool factor. She has a little bit of an X factor. She has a little bit of a legit factor. Like this combination just works. Yeah, and I I think that's well. Well, you had you had Angel Garza. Let's be clear, Zelina Vega. A lot of her on this show. I think the more most Zelina Vega that I've ever heard or seen, uh, ever on a main roster yeah. show. Uh, not complaining about it. I thought she did really good on commentary all times. Um, but I I think that that stable. I think you got to kind of give them something back next week if you're gonna have them all get beat up by Drew in one night. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I think you gotta. This gotta lead to something, and you know, Andrade is the U.S. champion, so he's kind of chilling for right now. I think the other two guys are kind of chilling for right now and just kind of improving and kind of having status. Um, this was, I think, I believe this was Andrew Garza's first Raw main event. So shout out to him, um, just for being put in that position because literally three months ago he was cruiserweight champion, and we were just like, okay, I mean, this is gonna work. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he's kind of like made it to this position is kind of a testament to how good he is. Uh, but yeah, I think you got to give him something. You got to give him something. Yeah, they they have to defeat someone. They have to like uh, stop having them face Drew McIntyre at this point. But then again, it's like you got Seth on 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 the end for Drew. But it's but it's like you know this can only go with so far with Drew before it does kind of have diminishing returns. But that's why I'm kind of glad they're not in arenas because I think fans would probably turn on this a lot quicker, especially when they're beating people that, you know, the, the, the fans want to see uh, in Andrade and, and, and Angel Garza. But um, you got to kind of give that stable someone to go against, whether it be Ricochet, Seti, or, or Profits or somebody. Mm. Yeah, no, you're right. You're but, right. Uh, that is, I believe that's everything. Yeah, I think it's everything for this week. What a show! Yeah, but it's—I mean—I think we filled up this time amazingly for not a lot happening, but still like a lot happening. But yes, um, yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I, what I want to say as well as we're closing out the show, make sure you listen to everything on RNC Radio Network this week. We got a lot of stuff coming out. We had RSPN Uncensored. The RSPN boys have officially returned, and they're talking about the Michael Jordan documentary um, for the next couple of weeks. So make sure you tune into that. You want to follow RSPN, has their own feed. Just type it in on iTunes, RSPN, RNT. You'll find it on Spotify, all the type of stuff like that. Um, better call Saul. You're still here. Yeah. You're still alive. Yeah. 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 Uh, still, he, how how he, many more he, weeks? He's still here. Well, what, the season finale was yesterday. 
Uh, and myself and Pat will be going in to record the, the season finale of Recalling Saul this week. It's going to be a bigger episode. We're going to be reviewing the season uh, and the the tremendous uh, season finale from Monday. And we're going to talk about what's, what's to come and uh, when we can expect to see the show again. Because uh, you know we are, we're living in the, the time of COVID. But I actually think that we might have a, a brighter outcome on what's going to happen to Better Call Saul. So tune into that on Thursday. Yeah, and once again, after this show, we'll be heading straight into the return of chatting with Nelson. With Nelson, um, season three is here. He's got a lot of new guests. He's got a lot of new conversations. This is something that you guys can listen to to pass the time at home, of course, that you could do with all of our podcasts. Um, so chatting with Nelson, once again, returning. Um, on my side of the coin, I have Mount Silver on Mondays. Mount Silver Mondays, uh, where we talk about every kind of gym in Canto coming up uh We've got actually the next episode features you, Justin. So the next episode yeah. will feature Justin. So be, you get some A show representation on Mount Silver next week. So make sure you follow the lookout on RNC Radio on iTunes, Spotify, and everything like that. Um, if you want to hear Justin and I talk about Pokemon. Um, and then we have It's a Challenge Friday. It's a Challenge uh, with myself and Maggie. We're talking about the challenge every week. Um, having just having a blast doing it, so make sure you tune into that. And of course, we cannot forget the war report. MJ Cyrus, they are going through everything that's been going on over the last number of weeks. I mean, what's going to go on this week in between the AEW world and the NXT world? Um, I believe there's a big match on Wednesday, right? Is there? Isn't there an NXT title match? When is that title match? What title match? Velveteen and what's his face? That is not, yeah, that's not, no, that's, that's not, not happening no more. This was never announced. What? It's 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 Velveteen and, and Finn this week. Jesus Christ! Well, watch All the right, product, well, brother. Watch the product, brother. Well, listen, I I watched the product last week, but I thought we were heading towards the title match eventually. I didn't I watch think, the product. I think you week. get it. I think you get it after this. I think you get it after this. Finn versus Velveteen. Wonder what they got to say about that. And you can also listen to last week's show, whatever they had to say about Dean Ambrose versus Jack Swagger. (laughs) And and figure out if you wanted to listen to that. So, you know what? They've got a lot of stuff coming. So make sure you continue to subscribe to the A Show and RNC Radio Network for the War Report. Um, And yeah, I mean, we'll be back next week, guys. I don't have a I don't have an outro. I, I didn't think of one. Rusev, we, we're, still, we're still we're still reeling from last week. <laughs> I'm still reeling from Rusev, so I don't have a new one yet. It might take me some time. Uh it, it was a very deep connection. Um so until then, I guess we'll see you next week, guys. Take care. <laughs>